Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League, Thursday, April 26, 2018. Arsenal vs Atletico Madrid, 8.05pm. Contents. The boss, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Metasaka. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Meza Ozil. Youth, Young Gun. Women, My Story. Match action, Arsenal vs West Ham United. Community. Visitors, Atletico Madrid. That sums it all up. Pressure points. My Arsenal. Teams. The boss, Arsene Wenger. The manager takes charge of his last ever home European fixture for us. Arsene was talking to Nick Brumsack. For us tonight, it's about playing to our strengths. We are a team that like to dictate the game and have the ball. Of course, we want to try to eliminate the strengths of Atletico Madrid too. They are a very strong team. If you look at the table, they are the second best team in Spain. That will demand total commitment on our side and a great discipline because they have no real weak point. They are strong defensively, they are strong offensively, so we'll need a complete performance. Atletico have no obvious weaknesses. They are very efficient and can take advantage of any weakness their opponents show. The rules in Europe make the weight of an away goal very strong. That's why when you play the first game at home, you're a little bit in a difficult psychological situation, because you know that you have to score but as well that every goal you concede can be a huge handicap. I must say it's been an interesting season in Europe, with many goals scored in the knockout games. I think when you go to this stage, all the teams are equipped to attack and dominate in their league. Everyone has quality players going forward, and maybe strikers are protected more than ever too. After that, some teams are put into situations where in the second leg they really have to gamble. The first leg score can sometimes create the second leg having lots of goals too, because the teams have absolutely to go for it. Once you concede one goal, psychologically you can become nervous, as we've seen recently. This team is a very offensive one, and I must say that at home we always express our offensive potential more than when we are away. The opponents defend a bit more, and you get into more attacking areas. We often have most of the possession, which means we have more opportunities to attack. It makes a big difference. This will be my final European night at the Emirates. 
I don't like to look back too much. I prefer to look forward, but there are some ties that stand out, notably qualifying against Real Madrid in 2006 and beating Barcelona here in 2011. They weren't just special because of the results on the night, but because of the quality of our game. Barcelona were absolutely majestic at the time, so to beat them at the Emirates is, of course, special. I've taken charge of over 200 European games for Arsenal, and as I mentioned, I also really remember knocking out Madrid. They had a great team with Ronaldo, Zidane, Beckham, Figo, and we had a very young team and didn't concede against them. We went to the final without conceding a goal. We knocked Juventus and Madrid out that season, and then lost with ten men in an unfortunate way. Is there such a thing as a perfect goodbye? I don't know. I just want to do as well as I can, because this team has quality, these guys. I've seen them this season be challenged mentally. I've always seen them respond in a positive way, and I think this group of players deserves something special. I want to do it for them, to achieve something with them, because I feel they have a special mental quality. My biggest satisfaction would be to be successful together with the group of players that I have, and I've seen them behave the whole season, and they deserve it. Sunday was emotional for me, but as I've said many times, to be professional is always to prioritise your job, and what's demanded of you, even when it is emotionally not so easy. I have enough experience and desire to win to do that. I've dedicated my life to this club, and I'm not scared to say that. Sometimes certainly in excess, but at the end of the day, that's how I am, and in my next job, I think I'll be the same again. I must say that I'm touched by all the praise I've got from all of English football since Friday. I'm grateful for having that experience in this country. That, for me, is very special. The football is special, the passion is special, and you'll find that nowhere else. I want to thank you all very much for your support too, because when our fans are happy, I'm happy as well. I'm even ready to suffer to make the fans happy, so if I can be a little bit happy as well, and we can be happy together, it's even better. So, let's make tonight a special night for us all. The team has quality, and I'm convinced that the players will share that again in the run-up to the end of the season. Let's all be together tonight and make sure that we give ourselves the best possible chance of ending the season with a trophy. Enjoy the game. The captain. The skipper knows we have to be at the very top of our game tonight. The whole squad are really excited about the challenge facing us tonight. We're embracing it and we want to make sure that things go our way. Being at home in the first leg means we need to be very cautious of the situation and to make sure we are at our absolute best. That means producing a performance as a unit. And that means everyone, the players, the fans, everyone inside the Emirates tonight to give ourselves the best possible chance to go to Madrid and complete the job there. We need to make sure we play the right way from the start. Atletico won't let us get away with making mistakes. They will punish them. 
We need to have the right mindset, bring the intensity required and be decisive when we're on the ball. We have to be clear and get ourselves in the best position to be successful. We need to be quick in transition, win the ball back high and get at them when they're disorganised. That's the key for us. When Atletico are organised, they are a very good team. Obviously, not conceding is crucial in the home leg as well. In the quarter-final against CSKA Moscow, there were spells when we were too open. Atletico are an even stronger team, so they will punish us. As I mentioned, the way we are in transition will be important. But not just how we transition from defence to attack. If we do lose the ball, we have to make sure we get organised as quickly as possible because they can be lethal on the break. We can't give them any gifts. We have to make sure we don't neglect any aspect of our game, especially our defensive work. This has to be the case for the entire game. We can't relax on that front. We need to make sure we focus at all times because you don't need me to tell you how big this game is. I can't wait for tonight's match, with it taking place under the lights and in what I'm sure will be a special atmosphere. For us, it's about showing that we belong in the Champions League and that we can advance to the final. I've spoken many times about how amazing these nights under the floodlights here can be. We'll need you tonight, so make sure you support us as loudly as you can. When the crowd are behind us and we're playing well, we're very hard to stop. We've dealt with these pressure situations that come with a semi-final in the past. But when the tie is over, two legs, you need to approach it differently. It's about riding the wave of the atmosphere at home without becoming too emotional. We just need to concentrate on the game at hand. What's important is not to let our minds go from the job. We have to do in the first leg. Forget the return leg. Forget the rest of the season. Just focus on every duel. On doing your absolute best to help out your teammates and make sure that collectively we're as strong as we can be. I've played in a semi-final of this competition before when it was still the UEFA Cup. That was a really special one with Werder Bremen in a big derby against Hamburg. We actually lost the first match at home 1-0 and that shows the importance of playing the tie over two legs. We ended up going through on away goals. But I remember the key to us getting through was our togetherness, our work and the intensity we put in. I expect that tonight too. Atletico command a lot of respect and have dangerous options all over the pitch. Everyone knows about Antoine Griezmann about his quality and his strength when he runs in behind. He's very clever when it comes to getting to second balls as well. We have a few players here who know him better than most, and the likes of Lolo and Alex Lacazette have given the rest of the guys some advice on how we can limit his threat. Maybe Lolo will be able to see his runs coming a bit earlier, if that's the case, communication will be especially important in stopping him. It's nice for us to come into today's game after winning at the weekend. What was especially good to see was that we continued to look really dangerous in front of goal. Someone told me recently 
that we've scored at least three times in each of our last six home matches, which is a really good achievement. I'm happy with it, but not surprised, because we know we have the offensive players here who can make a big difference in the final third. For them to thrive, it's about operating as functionally as we can as a unit. Thanks for your support. And let's do this together. Voice of Arsenal. Please take your seats early to get behind the team and enjoy a spectacular display. Let there be lights. A special night display will welcome players to the pitch for our match tonight. Arsenal flags will also be left on every seat at Emirates Stadium. We'd like to encourage supporters to take their seats in time for the display to help us create the best possible atmosphere for the game. Club supporter liaison officer Mark Brindle said, Wear your colours and make some noise. Let's get together and get behind the team. We can make a difference. The light show may not be suitable for supporters who suffer from epilepsy. Thank you for your support. Merci Arsène. Our Burnley Matchday programme will be a special extended and collectible edition, reflecting extensively on the career of Arsene Wenger with the help of some of those who know Arsene best. If you would like your thoughts on our manager of 22 years to appear in this programme, you can email them to programme at arsenal.co.uk. Please ensure your submission is 50 words or less. Well done, Arsenal women. Arsenal women registered an impressive 3-0 victory over Liverpool ladies on Tuesday night. The Gunners didn't have it all their own way, as it took 65 minutes to get on the score sheet, when Katie McCabe did it in style with a 25-yard screamer. Jordan Nobbs wrapped the thing up with two further strikes, the first of which was her 50th for Arsenal. Congratulations, Jordan. Tickets for next week subsidised. We will subsidise tickets for next week's semi-final second leg. This will ensure our travelling fans pay no more for their tickets than Atletico's supporters will pay for tonight's game. Tickets for the away match on Thursday, May the 3rd, were priced at £79 by Atletico, compared to £36 to £50 for the Spanish side's fans in the first leg game. We will make up the difference. Get well soon, Mo. Further to assessments and scans on Sunday and Monday, we can confirm that Mo Elneny has sustained ligament damage to his left ankle. We're hoping that Mo will be available for us again this season and we are keeping in regular contact with the Egyptian Football Association. The midfielder was injured just before half-time during Sunday's 4-1 home victory over West Ham United. Further updates will be made in due course. Europa League stats. Shots. Olivier Giroud, 19. Theo Walcott, 18. Danny Welbeck, 17. Aaron Ramsey, Enrique Mkhitaryan, 12. Jack Wilshire, 11. Passes. Mohamed Elneny, 789. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 542. Rob Holding, 518. Jack Wilshire, 454. Callum Chambers, 390. Crosses. Theo Walcott, 24. Enrique Mkhitaryan. Jack Wilshire, 18. Mohamed Elneny, 17. Hector Bellerin, 14. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 12.
clearances. Shokran Mustafi, 35. Lauren Koscielny, 27. Callum Chambers, 21. Mathieu Debussy, 18. Rob Holding, 16. Chances Created, Mesut Ozil, 20. Jack Wilshire, 19. Alex Iwobi, 11. Theo Walcott, Mohamed Elneny, 10. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 9. Join the Club Supporters Forum. Interested in joining the Club Supporters Forum? We have some vacancies available from the start of next season. The vacancies follow the retirement of the following members after two years of service and are as follows. Category A. 16 to 21 year old representative. B. Gold member. C. Over 60 year old. D. Shareholder. E. Away scheme member. F. Woman's representative. The forum meets three times a season before home games and has the following aims. To maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the club and fans. To ensure the club has a continued understanding of issues that affect supporters. An opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fan representatives. The forum is attended by our chief executive, Ivan Gazidis, and other senior club officials. The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans' questions and queries from the broad areas of support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Appropriate administrative support will be provided by the club. If you're interested, email communications at arsenal.co.uk for an application form. Congratulations, Huell. Well done to Arsenal's IT director, Huell Slomon, who was recently named in the prestigious CIO 100, the 100 most influential people in his position in the UK. Not only that, following a 17th place finish last year, Huell broke into the top 10, Tenth, to be precise, the highest position from a sporting institution. Welcome, BYD. We have signed a global agreement with the world's best-selling electric vehicle manufacturer, BYD Auto, who have become our official car and bus partner. China-based BYD, which stands for Build Your Dreams, designs, develops, manufactures and distributes cars, buses, commercial vehicles and rail stock. Based in Shenzhen, Guangdong province, BYD has been the world's biggest new energy car sales business over the past three years. It provides single and double-decker buses to transport for London and employs more than 220,000 employees across five continents. The deal represents a further step forward to how we work with our partners to build a greener future – following our work to power Emirates Stadium and all other Arsenal sites with 100% renewable energy. The partnership, which came to fruition following our successful pre-season tour to Shanghai and Beijing in 2017, will help drive BYD's global brand awareness through a broad range of marketing rights. On this day, 1930, we won the FA Cup for the first time courtesy of a 2-0 win over Huddersfield. Coming up. Friday, the under-18s are at Chelsea in the first leg of the FA Youth Cup final. Sunday, we're at Old Trafford in the Premier League. 
Sunday, Arsenal women travel to Birmingham in the WSL. Monday, it's the second leg of the FA Youth Cup final as Chelsea visit the Emirates. Support the lads in the Youth Cup final. We reach the FA Youth Cup final courtesy of a 7-2 aggregate win over Blackpool and our under-18s really need your support when they go up against Chelsea in the coming days. The second leg of the final is at Emirates Stadium and tickets went on general sale via our Ticket Fast Print at Home facility at 11am today. They will remain on sale until 3pm on Monday, April the 30th, subject to availability. Tickets will be priced at £4 for adults and £2 for concessions, over 65s or under 16s. Please note that paper tickets will not be issued during this period. Please note that children who are under 14 years of age need to be accompanied by an adult who is 18 or over when attending fixtures at Emirates Stadium. Seating will be unreserved for this fixture and situated in the lower tier only. Tickets will not be available on the evening of the match to purchase. All tickets must be purchased in advance. Our under-23s have also reached a final and will take on Porto in the Premier League International Cup at Emirates Stadium. This match will be played as follows. Arsenal vs Porto, Tuesday, May the 8th, kick-off 7pm UK time, location Emirates Stadium. Ticket information is available on arsenal.com. Five-star service. Did you know club level is expanding over the summer? Probably. But here's five facts about our platinum membership you might not know. Emirates Stadium has its own pub. The Royal Oak was refurbished in 2015 and its Victorian theme pays homage to the pub where AFC was founded in 1886. Free drinks. During half-time, around 6,000 complimentary drinks are served. With 28 home games this season, that's 168,000 drinks so far. Land of Legends. Tony Adams, Ray Parler, Pat Rice, Nigel Winterburn and Charlie George are just some of our regular visitors and sometimes take part in pre-match Q&A sessions. Make a meal of it. Approximately 1,000 meals are served in our restaurant at every match in just 2.5 hours. You can be part of it. Nearly 800 additional seats will be installed over the next two years with half the seats due in place for next season. Club Level is home to our Platinum members. For more info, contact the Premium Sales Team on 0345 262 0001 option 2 or email clublevel at arsenal.co.uk Arsenal Charity Shield 2017 Our traditional end-of-season men's 11-a-side charity football tournament proceeds to the Arsenal Foundation will take place on the hallowed turf at Emirates Stadium on Sunday, May the 13th. This is a unique opportunity for Arsenal fans. For details, teams interested should email Beverly Nichols on bnichols at arsenal.co.uk. Places are limited, so if you're interested, make sure you email Beverly soon. Above and beyond, congratulations to Abdul Awais, who went above and beyond with his programme selling skills against West Ham United in our last home game. Abdul deservedly won a Puma suit carrier and we'd like to thank him for his sterling efforts. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. 
Ref Watch, Clement Turpin. This evening's referee is 35-year-old Clement Turpin from France. Mr Turpin is an official we know quite well. He was in charge when we won 2-0 at AC Milan in our last 16 first leg game, booking both Syed Kolasinac and Aaron Ramsey. An experienced Liga 1 official, Mr Turpin also took charge of England's 2-1 World Cup qualifier win over Slovakia in September and Peru's 2-0 World Cup playoff win against New Zealand. And Mr Turpin has refereed five games in this season's Champions League. Most recently, Roma's memorable 3-0 quarter-final second leg win against Barcelona. Text foul to 67777. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Premier League table. Manchester City played 34 points 90 Manchester United played 34 points 74 Liverpool played 35 points 71 Tottenham played 34 points 68 Chelsea played 34 points 63 Arsenal played 34 points 57 Burnley played 35 points 53 Everton played 35 points 45 Leicester City played 34 points 44 Newcastle United played 34 points 41 Bournemouth played 35 points 38 Watford played 35 points 38 Brighton and Hove Albion played 34 points 36 Crystal Palace played 35 Points 35. West Ham United played 34. Points 35. Huddersfield Town played 34. Points 35. Swansea City played 34. Points 33. Southampton played 34. Points 29. Stoke City played 35. Points 29. West Bromwich Albion played 35 points 25 as at april 25th arsenal league champions 1930 31 1932 33 1933 34 1934 35 1937 38 1947 48 1952 53 1970 71 1988 89 1990, 91, 1997, 2017 League Cup winners 1986 87 
1992-93. Charity Stroke Community Shield Winners, 1930-1931-1933-1934-1938-1948-1953-1991 Shared, 1998-1999-2002-2004-2014-2015-2017. Fairs Cup Winner, 1968-70. European Cup Winners Cup Winner, 1993-94. FA Youth Cup Winners, 1966-1971-1988-1994-2000-2001. 2009. Arsenal Football Club, 75 Drayton Park, London, N51BU. Telephone 020-761-95000. Website www.arsenal.com. Email program at arsenal.co.uk. Directors Sir Chips Cheswick, Chairman Ben Fryer, OBE, Ivan Gazidis, CEO, Richard Carr, Lord Harris of Peckham, Stan Krunker, Josh Krunker, Honorary Vice President, Lady Bracewell Smith, Secretary, David Miles, Manager, Arsene Wenger, OBE, Physiotherapist, Colin Lewin, MCSP, SRP, Editor, Andy Exley, Deputy Editor Josh James, Design Manager Simon Wallace, Designers Katie Jane Bruin, Owen Pinch, Edward Wilkinson, Photography Stuart McFarlane, David Price, Contributors Nick Brumsack, Max Jones, Aidan Small, Joanna Harney, Lambros Lambrew, Mike Hammond, Jem Maidment, Michael Cox, Michael Donlevy, Andy Kelly, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Edwards, Matt Pascoe. Thanks to Fred Ollier, Printers, Bishop's Printers. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exclusive player feature. Masoud Azil. Born... Gelsenkirchen, Germany, October the 15th, 1988. Joined Arsenal from Real Madrid on September the 2nd, 2013. Arsenal debut versus Sunderland away. League, September the 14th, 2013, 1-3-1. Stats. Azeal assists by season. 2013-14, 13. 2014 to 15, 8. 2015 to 16, 20. 2016 to 17, 14. 2017 to 18, 11. While the vast majority of Arsenal players will be encountering a new experience when facing Atletico Madrid this evening, Masoud Azil knows tonight's opponents very well indeed. Our number 11 finished on the winning side in all five Madrid derbies he took part in while at Real between 2010 and 2013, scoring three times in the process. But while Masoud has fond memories of those matches, he's eager to stress the necessity of looking at what lies ahead tonight and next Thursday, rather than at the past. The games against Atletico were always special for me, and from memory, we had some good results against them, Masoud tells us. But those games are in the past now, and Atletico have changed their team a lot since I last played them. For us, it's about focusing on the overall tie. When you look at our league away form, you have to be honest and say that we've dropped far too many points. Our form has not been so good, and that's why we're not as high in the league as we'd like to be. But in Europe, it's been better. Ostersund's was a tricky test, but we came through it really well. Then in Milan, we really showed character. People on the outside said that game came at a difficult moment because we had lost the League Cup final and the games after it, but we believed in ourselves and that was important. We played away first in those two games, so it was different against CSKA in the last round when we were at home first. I thought we showed what we were capable of at the Emirates and then in Russia, when things were starting to go wrong, we showed a lot of character again. They really made it tough for us, but we stayed calm and managed to find the away goals. Now we have another very big challenge in front of us. The Europa League is very big for us. It's our only chance to get into the Champions League. We know Atletico are strong and have good players, but I'm convinced we can beat them. Our aim is to do that and win the trophy for the club and for the fans. If we work hard and fight and believe in ourselves, I'm convinced we can do it. Of course, it's been a quite unforgettable last week at Arsenal, with the news breaking that Arsene Wenger will step down at the end of the season. 
If we progress beyond tonight's opponents, the boss's final game in charge of the club will come in next month's Europa League final in his native France. So how determined are the squad to finish Wenger's reign on a high by providing him with one more trophy? Our aim is always to be successful, not just for him or for us, but for the club, Masut says. The club is bigger than the players. We are aware we play for such a big club and will do all we can to reach our aims. It's our only chance to win a trophy this season. We want to fight for everyone, not just the manager or the players, to make sure we can say at the end of the season that we've won a title and are back in the Champions League. News of the boss's upcoming departure has dominated sports headlines since Friday's statement was made. It's no secret that Wenger was the overwhelming influence behind Masut's decision to join us in 2013. But what were the main factors that persuaded Masut to swap Madrid for London? He has a personality, says Masut of Wenger. He's been here for years, he's had so many successful years, and Arsene Wenger has developed legends. You automatically have a lot of respect for him. When he speaks before big games or crafts together videos with positive highlights, the team get up for the game. That's something he can do really well, motivate the players. You're nervous ahead of the challenge as a player, but I was delighted and proud to sign for such a big club. The boss had a big influence in that. He convinced me to come to the club, and we've had many good years together, successful years. I'm proud to be here and can continue to play here. Of course, when you win a trophy, you're happy about it. It's always amazing to win them. You work the whole year to do that. We had some very nice moments. We won the FA Cup three times, which we're very proud of. We were really pleased about it. It's the oldest cup competition in the world, and we won it three times. We're proud of that. After those wins in big games, you look around the dressing room and see everyone happy, euphoric. The boss and I would give each other a hug, which we don't do often. Those were special moments. Also, when he gave speeches before big games to motivate us. As a person, he's brilliant. When you look at Arsenal's history, they've always played good football. The boss has developed many young players and taken them further. Lots of people know what quality this team has. Because of that, it was relatively simple for me to come here. As I said... I'm proud of that. I'm still here. I'm very happy and have great teammates. I'm happy to play for a club like this one. Arsenal Youth. The under-23 sealed the league title with a win at West Ham, while the under-18 secure second in their league. By Aidan Small. Friday, April the 20th, London Stadium, Premier League 2. West Ham, under-23s, 1. Arsenal, under-23s, 3. The scorer for West Ham was Domingos Kina in the 83rd minute. For Arsenal, Nelson in the 21st and Anquetia in the 27th and 70th minutes. Our dynamic duo of Etienne, Keitia and Reese Nelson scored as we beat West Ham United to seal the Premier League 2 title at London Stadium last week. Our young stars displayed great maturity throughout, combining their attacking flair with a resilient defensive performance. 
there was no way that Steve Gattings were ever going to let this opportunity slip. We started strongly and it didn't take long for us to carve out our first opportunity and Keetia brought down Joe Alowa's long clearance and left two defenders in his tracks but Nathan Trott held on to his left-footed drive. Nelson almost profited on the counter-attack moments later when he was released on the right-hand side but the 18-year-old was unlucky to see his low strike clip the outside of the post. We were constantly knocking on the door of West Ham's defence and eventually it would open. After another intricate attacking move, Nelson collected the ball on the left-hand side of the box and created a yard of space with some tidy footwork before firing hard into the bottom corner. We'd finally taken a well-deserved lead and just six minutes later we managed to double it. Tolaji Bowler broke down the left flank with pace and power and crossed for Unkitia to slam home at the near post. There could have been another goal before half-time too when Unkitia smashed Nelson's cut back off the crossbar before Vlad Dragomir volleyed his rebound off the post. We picked up where we left off in the second half and Joe Willock was unlucky not to add his name to the score sheet moments after the restart. Last weekend's Premier League debutante glided past two defenders only to see his effort saved by Trot. But when Nelson made his next surge into the hammer's box, it was all too much for their defence to handle. The young forward breezed past his man before squaring for Ankitia to fire home, meaning we finished the season as the top scorers of the division with 48 goals, 10 more than any other side. Said the goalscorer, I just like playing with Reese. He's a great player and I have a good communication with him. We're friends off the field, so we always look for each other on the pitch. If he's in a good position, then I look for him, and if I'm in a good position, he looks for me. It's good to get those good relationships, especially with number 9 and number 10 playing so close together. It was the icing on the cake after a dominant first-half performance, and, although Domingos Kino netted a late consolation, it failed to change the momentum of the game as we ran out comfortable winners and rightfully crowned champions of the Premier League too. Playing for Arsenal were Virginia, Osetutu, Bola, Da Silva, Olowu, Medley, Dragomir, substituted by Gilmore in the 60th minute, Willock and Keetia, Nelson, substituted by John Jules in the 85th minute, and Smith Rowe, substituted by Amici in the 85th minute. Subs not used were Cato and Ballard. Wednesday, April the 18th, Staplewood Training Ground, Under-18 Premier League. Southampton Under-18s, nil. Arsenal Under-18s, 1. The scorer for Arsenal was Smith in the 60th minute with a penalty. Matthew Smith scored from the spot as our Under-18s bagged three vital points against Southampton. Kwame Ampadu made 11 changes to the side that booked a place in the FA Youth Cup final against Blackpool, and while they showed great promise in all respects of their performance, it could have been a very different story if Daniel Barden hadn't kept out Jonathan Afolabi's penalty. Schoolboys Matthew Dennis, Miguel Aziz, Ben Cottrell and Armstrong Okaflex started for our youthful side at Staplewood, 
and faced a tough test against an experienced Southampton side that included recent Premier League debutant Michael Obafemi. The host started the stronger and had an early opportunity to open the scoring from the penalty spot in the first half. Fortunately, Bardham was able to react well to make a smart stop from Afalabi's effort. But the 17-year-old shot-stopper wasn't done there, as he was called into action numerous times in the first half to deny Southampton's fluid and interchangeable attack. Enzo Robsey, Afalabi and Abafemi all had chances to take the lead after racing through on goal, but each time Bardham was quick off his line to narrow the angle and block their goal-bound efforts. We failed to truly impose ourselves in the first half, but following the break we upped our intensity and claimed our reward from the spot. Coyle was brought down by goalkeeper Adam Parks, and Smith stepped up to send the Saints' stopper the wrong way. Barden, who was undoubtedly our star performer on the day, had to make a number of fine saves in the later stages to preserve his clean sheet, while substitute Stan Flaherty missed the chance to double our advantage late on. Ultimately, however, it wouldn't matter. Our young backline stood firm to keep Southampton's versatile attack at bay, helping us to secure all three points against our closest competitors for second place. Playing for Arsenal were Barden, Dennis, Amole, Smith, Clark, Spencer Adams, Aziz, Coyle, Makinev, Okoflex, substituted by Martin in the 76th minute, and Cottrell, substituted by Flaherty in the 68th minute. Saturday, April the 21st, London Coney, under-18 Premier League. Arsenal, under-18s, 2. Swansea, under-18, 1. Scoring for Arsenal were Coyle in the 51st minute and John Jules in the 62nd with a penalty. For Swansea, the scorer was Price in the 20th minute. Our under-18s displayed fantastic character to come back from a goal behind and pick up all three points against Swansea City. Trey Coyle and Tyrese John-Jules were both on the score sheet as we ensured that Arsenal would finish the under-18 Premier League season in second place, four points ahead of Southampton, who have just one game remaining. The afternoon didn't get off to the best start, though, with the visitors taking the lead after 20 minutes. Ollie Cooper stung Daniel Barden's palms with a stunning 25-yard strike, but Tom Price would get the better of our keeper moments later, smashing into the bottom corner from just outside the box. We wasted no time in showing a response after substitute Matthew Smith, who had replaced the injured Robbie Burton after just 20 minutes, was unlucky to see his shot cannon off the crossbar following good work by Coyle. Swansea kept it tight at the back to ensure they'd go into the break with lead, but our fortunes would change after the interval. Bokeh Osaka breezed past his man on the left-hand side to find Coyle, who coolly slotted home inside the box. Having rediscovered our fluidity in the final third, we went on to pressure the Swansea defence with wave after wave of attacks, and Saka would cause the visitors' problems once more. Using his sublime pace and power to beat two defenders, he was eventually brought down by Joe Lewis, and the referee pointed to the spot. 
the Swansea captain picked up his second yellow card, and John Jules held his nerve to send Nathan Shepherd the wrong way, and our under-18s on the way to three well-earned points. The 17-year-old has now scored 14 goals in 22 appearances across all competitions and age groups this season. Javier Amici was gifted one final chance in the closing stages, but his powerful strike from the edge of the box could only rattle the woodwork. League leaders Chelsea have already been crowned champions, but, in a division as tightly contested as this, securing second place with two games in hand is a commendable achievement for our youngsters. Playing for Arsenal were Barden, Daly Campbell, substituted by Clark in the 78th minute, Thompson, Burton, substituted by Smith in the 22nd minute, Ballard, Amole, Amici, Oleinka, John Jules, Coyle, substituted by McInef in the 66th minute, and Saka. Subs not used were Okonkwo and Ogumbo. Tuesday, April the 24th, Hotspur Way, under-18 Premier League. Tottenham, under-18s, 9. Arsenal, under-18s, nil. Scoring for Tottenham were Richards in the 28th and 31st minutes, Mark and Day in the 33rd and 55th minutes, Griffiths in the 49th and 69th with a penalty, 71st and 89th minutes, Okongo in the 70th minute with an own goal. Tottenham exacted revenge on the Gunners after our 6-0 win over Scott Parker's side earlier in the season with Rio Griffiths particularly impressive in a chastening experience for Kwame Ampadu's side. With the Youth Cup final on the horizon, Ampadu played a very young side, but there was still little indication of what was to come as the match approached the half-hour mark goalless. Three goals in five minutes before half-time took the wind out of the gunner's sails, and they found it very difficult to cope with the rampant spurs in the second half. Playing for Arsenal were Barden, Clark, McGuinness, Spencer Adams, Amole, substituted by Agungbo in the 69th minute, Smith, substituted by Flaherty in the 63rd minute, Aziz, Beckford, McAnef, Swanson, substituted by Olowu in the 71st minute, and Okaflex. Subs not used were Okonkwo and Cottrell. The next generation, in their own words. Joseph Alowu Born Nigeria, November 27, 1999. Height and weight, 185 cm, 80.7 kg. Schooled Bacon's College. Joined under-14s, position centre-back. Boots, Nike, Tiempo. It's been very much an up and down season for me. It began quite well as I was playing regularly for the under-18s, but I picked up an injury in November that put me out for three months. I slipped during training and tore a ligament in my ankle. I tried to stay focused and do everything I could to get back as quickly as possible, but I found that by the time I'd got back, it was not as simple as carrying on where I'd left off. I suppose I had to build up match sharpness, but other players in my position had improved 
and developed during the period that I was sidelined. So I had to be patient and make the case for me to be involved. Being part of the Dallas Cup squad was good for me. It helped accelerate my match readiness, but the different styles of play, the weather and cultural differences were interesting for me. I really enjoyed the trip, but we were beaten in the final by a Mexican team in the end. I've also played a few games recently for both the under-18s and the under-23s, and winning the PL2 title when we beat West Ham 3-1 last week was fantastic. I started that game and we set off at a good tempo. We knew we would be crowned champions if we won, but we played in such a relaxed, free-flowing way, the opportunities were coming regularly, and we were 3-0 up before we knew it. Winning the league is special because every player has made their contribution. We've won a lot of games in good style, but we've had to grind out a few 1-0 results too. All of the squad members will be better from winning the league, but we have a lot more trophies to go for this season. We are in the final of the International Cup, where we play Porto at the Emirates on May the 8th. And we also have the two legs of the FA Youth Cup final, which we're hopeful of winning too. I'm hoping to be involved. We have such a strong squad with top quality players, which is shown in our performances throughout the season. I hope to cap things off by playing as much as possible with a view to being a regular in the under-23s next season. The biggest improvement I've made is my understanding of the game, particularly when it's right to play and when it's right to get the ball away. In the past, my instinct was to always play my way out of defence, but I've learned to pick and choose when I do that now. As a centre-back, the main job is to defend, and that can mean just clearing the danger. We host Atletico Madrid tonight, and I believe we will win, and hopefully with a clean sheet. You can feel that the team is really focused on getting to the final. That was the case before Mr Wenger surprised us with the announcement that he would be leaving at the end of the season. The players want to win the trophy and have always done so. If it now helps finish Mr Wenger's career at Arsenal on a high, that will be a fantastic bonus. The Lowdown Who has been the biggest influence on your career? My parents. What's the best aspect of your game? Heading, and what do you still need to work on? Passing. Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal. What's been the greatest moment in your career so far? Winning the Future Cup. Which current player would you most like to play against? Diego Costa. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Sergio Ramos. If you could score any goal, which would it be? Drogba's header in the UEFA Champions League final against Bayern. What's your most valued possession? My photo of my parents. Aside from PE, which was your best subject at school? Music. What other sports are you good at? Athletics and basketball. You choose Nando's or KFC. KFC. Stormzy or Jay Huss? Stormzy. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. 
Champions League or World Cup, World Cup, Instagram or Snapchat, Instagram, HomeKit or AwayKit, HomeKit, Netflix or Amazon Prime, Netflix, Sliders or Flip Flops, Sliders, Long Range Goal or Dribble Through the Team, Long Range Goal, Beach Holiday or City Break, Beach Holiday, 40 metres or 400 metres, 400 metres, Anatomy of Arsenal, Academy, Vision, Aaron Aoma, Under Pressure, Steffi, Skills, Emil, Strength, Bailik, Trainer, Pleggy, Touch, Robbie Burton, Right Foot, Josh Benson. Arsenal Women The Gunners throw the kitchen sink at a stubborn Yeovil side without success. But there's better news for Beth Mead. Sunday, April 22nd, 2018. Women's Super League. Yeovil Town Ladies nil, Arsenal nil. Arsenal followed up their impressive 3-1 win over Reading last week with a goalless draw at Yeovil Town on Saturday on what was a hugely frustrating afternoon for the Gunners at the Woodspring Stadium. Manager Joe Montemuro shuffled his pack slightly to deal with a congested fixture list, handing Anna Morehouse a starting goal, bringing in Katie McCabe at left-back and restoring Heather O'Reilly and Beth Mead to the wings, either side of Dan Carter. Sari Van Vienendal, Emma Mitchell, Kim Little and Viviane Midema were all on the bench if required. Arsenal made a lightning start and O'Reilly, Dominique Janssen and Carter all had chances inside the first ten minutes but couldn't find their way past a stubborn Yeovil defence and that set the tone for the rest of the game. Louise Quinn fired a powerful header from one of Arsenal's 20 corners but Yeovil goalkeeper Megan Walsh produced a fine save to deny the defender. The pressure was relentless as the visitors piled forward. Beth Mead had a shot cleared off the line after half an hour, and just moments later, O'Reilly's header hit the bar. Walsh then made a brilliant reflex save from Danielle van der Donk before half-time, as somehow the hosts held on. The Gunners continued to dominate in terms of both possession and chances after the break, but Midema, who had come on for O'Reilly early in the second half, was unable to find the bottom corner when well-placed. Still, the visitors pressed as the game headed into five minutes of stoppage time and it looked as if Meade was going to win it when she cut in and unleashed a fierce shot, only for the outstretched Walsh to tip the England international's effort over the bar as Yeovil held on. The result meant that Reading climbed back into third when they beat Everton Ladies 3-0 on Sunday, although the Gunners are level on points with two games in hand over the Royals. Arsenal Morehouse, Evans, Williamson, Little, 36th minute, Quinn, McCabe, Janssen, Nobbs, Van der Donk, O'Reilly, Midema, 52nd minute, Mead, Carter, subs not used, Van Vienendal, Mitchell, Kuken, Nagunga, Gunners to run coaching sessions for girls. Arsenal women have teamed up with the London FA to support the delivery of a new coaching session for girls from ages of 7 to 11, as well as an additional session for girls aged 5 and 6. 
The London Leopards programme, which aims to qualify 100 new female coaches and create new playing opportunities for thousands of girls, is taking place across London over the next four years. Arsenal women will be delivering free taster sessions to local schools and running an eight-week block of coaching sessions at Paddington Recreation Ground from the end of May, with the aim of giving girls a fun, positive and memorable first experience of football. Each of the coaching sessions will be run by our team of Arsenal women coaches. This is a great opportunity for girls to start playing football on a regular basis in an environment that will help them feel confident to try football, perhaps for the first time, says Tom Hartley, Arsenal Women's Development Officer. Providing opportunities for girls this young will support them in developing a healthy lifestyle and also help inspire them to fall in love with football. Currently, Arsenal women are providing a number of taster sessions to primary schools around London, which involve delivering an assembly, explaining what life is like as a professional footballer, followed by a coaching session. This week's sessions will run from 4.30 to 5.30pm from Monday, May the 21st to Monday, July the 16th on the AstroTurf at Paddington Recreation Ground, W91PD, and cost £3 per session. For more information, email tomhartley at thartley at arsenal.co.uk or book directly through www.playthearsenalway.com. Congratulations, Mido. Arsenal striker Beth Mead is celebrating again, having made her England debut against Wales last month and then earned a penalty for the three Lionesses in the 2-0 win over Bosnia and Herzegovina. She was last week named in the PFA Women's Super League Team of the Year. It's been an outstanding season for the 22-year-old, who is our top scorer with 13 goals in 23 appearances. Well done, Beth. WSL fixture list 2017-2018. Sunday, September the 24th, home, Birmingham City. WSL, result 3-2. Sunday, October the 1st, away, Man City, WSL, result 2-5. Sunday, 8th of October, home, Bristol City, WSL, result 1-1. Thursday, October the 12th, home, London Bees, CC, result 7-0. Sunday, October the 29th, away, Everton, WSL, result 2-0. Wednesday, November the 1st, away, Millwall Lionesses, CC, Result, 5-2. Sunday, November the 5th, home, Reading, CC. Result, 1-2. Sunday, November the 12th, home, Sunderland, WSL. Result, 3-0. Thursday, November the 16th, away, Watford, CC. Result, 6-0. Sunday, December the 17th, away, Sunderland, CC. Quarter-final, result, 3-1. Sunday, January the 7th, away, Chelsea, WSL, result 2-3. Sunday, January the 14th, away, Reading, CC, semi-final, result 3-2. Sunday, January the 28th, away, Reading, WSL, result 0-0. Sunday, February the 4th, away, Yeovil Town, FAC, round 4, result 3-0. Wednesday, February the 7th, Away, Liverpool, WSL, result 3-0.
Sunday, February the 11th. Home, Yeovil Town, WSL. Result, 4-0. Sunday, February the 18th. Home, Millwall, FAC, Round 5. Result, 1-0. Friday, February the 23rd. Home, Everton, WSL. Result, 1-0. Wednesday, March the 14th. Away, Manchester City, CC Final. Result, 1-0. Sunday, March the 18th. Home, Charlton Athletic, FAC, quarter-final, result 5-0. Sunday, April the 1st, away, Chelsea, WSL, result 1-0. Sunday, April the 15th, away, Everton, FAC, semi-final, result 2-1. Wednesday, April the 18th, home, Reading, WSL, result 3-1. Saturday, April the 21st, away, Yeovil Town, WSL, result, 0-0. Tuesday, April the 24th, home, Liverpool, WSL, kick-off, 7.30. Sunday, April the 29th, away, Birmingham City, WSL, kick-off, 2 o'clock. Saturday, May the 5th, away, Chelsea, FAC final, kick-off, 5.30. Sunday, May the 13th, home, Manchester City, WSL, kick-off, 2 o'clock. Wednesday, May 16th, away, Sunderland, WSL, kick-off, 7pm. Sunday, May the 20th, away, Bristol City, WSL, kick-off, 12 o'clock. WSL Super League, 2017-2018. Chelsea ladies played 14, points 32. Man City played 13, points 29. Reading women played 15, points 25. Arsenal played 13, points 25. Liverpool ladies played 13, points 24. Birmingham City played 14, points 23. Sunderland ladies played 14, points 13. Everton ladies played 13, points 10. Bristol City women played 13 points 10. Yeovil Town women played 14 points 2. Words by Michael Donlevy. My story, the Arsenal Foundation. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Move Me, a not-for-profit creative dance company that teaches dance classes at public events, in the community and to corporate clients. Youth worker Jay Pomeroy, 23 from Hackney, got involved. Move Me came to a dance project with us at the youth club and after-school club where I work. My boss had told me about it in our planning meeting and it sounded great, but I was nervous, hoping it wasn't going to be me actually doing the dancing. I started volunteering at the youth club and lending a hand in my spare time when I was 16, and then I got hired. I've been there ever since, and I'll be 24 this year. I've seen some of the children grow from nursery and reception classes up to the final years of their primary school, or even early years of their secondary school. It's an amazing thing for me to have taught them life lessons, watched them grow, and helped shape them into great young people. The Move Me sessions took place once a week for an hour, usually on Monday with the youth club and Wednesday with the after-school club. They were great. The children started out by learning some contemporary dances 
and towards the end we were learning a lot of hip-hop dances, so it was a good range. The class would warm up, then we'd play some games involving movement, working in pairs or in threes, before the second half of the lesson was dedicated to learning choreographed dance. The dance teachers who came to work with the youngsters were always enthusiastic and passionate about what they do, and were inspirational for the children and the staff working at our clubs. We then got to perform at Elizabeth House. We had an open evening, an AGM open to the community with food, drink and entertainment. Move Me taught a dance class to get the people in the audience, adults and children. I was nervous, but we got up and performed a dance taught by Move Me, and then a dance youth club and I learnt since building confidence with the weekly Move Me sessions. I noticed I was dancing way more and not feeling as anxious or nervous when I did dance. I gained a lot of confidence, not just in my dancing ability, but also within myself. The effect was obvious for everyone to see. Both staff and children were dancing more, holding talent shows, dance-offs and classes. A comment from a child from the youth club was how brave she felt and ready for performances like in school assembly. She wasn't scared to get up and do it anymore. We have personally done a lot of work with the Arsenal Foundation and had different schemes and programmes helped and funded by them. We are very grateful for this and think that it's great that they do this in the community. Match Action Arsenal versus West Ham United Sunday, April the 22nd, 2018 at 13.30 Premier League Game number 54 Venue Emirates Stadium Referee Lee Mason Attendance 59,422 Arsenal 4 West Ham 1 Scoring for Arsenal were Monreal in the 51st minute, Ramsey in the 82nd and Lacassette in the 85th and 89th minutes. Scoring for West Ham was Anortovic in the 64th minute. Playing for Arsenal were 13 Ospina, 24 Bellerin, 20 Mustafi, 6 Kozielny, 18 Monreal, 35 Elneny, who was substituted in the 45th minute, 29 Shaka, 8 Ramsey, 17 Iwobi, substituted in the 70th minute, 23 Welbeck, substituted in the 88th minute, and 9 Lacazette. Substitutes were 54 Macy, 21 Chambers, who came on in the 88th minute, 4 Metasaka, 16 Holding, 30 Maitland-Niles, who came on in the 45th minute, 61 Nelson, and 14 Aubameyang who came on in the 70th minute. Match stats, total shots 20, shots on target 8, corners 8, offsides 1, fouls 11, possession 68%. Playing for West Ham were 25 Hart, 5 Zabaleta, 21 Ogbonna, 41 Rice, 3 Creswell, 8 Kuyati, 16 Noble, 26 Masuaku, who was substituted in the 86th minute, 31 Hernandez, who was substituted in the 60th minute, 18 Jao Mario, who was substituted in the 60th minute, and 7 Anortovic. Substitutes were 13 Adrian, 27 Evra, 33 Cullen, 10 Lanzini, who came on in the 60th minute, 12 Hugo, 17 Hernandez, who came on in the 60th minute, and 9 Carroll, who came on in the 86th minute. Match stats, total shots 11, shots on target 4, corners 6, offsides 1, fouls 9, possession 32%.
Man of the match was Alexandre Lacazette. Match facts. Arsenal have won six consecutive home matches in all competitions, netting at least three goals in each victory, 20 goals in total. The Gunners have scored 72 goals at home this season, our second-highest tally in history, after netting 78 in 1934-35. Arsene Wenger has beaten David Moyes more times than he has any other manager, 22. First half. Arsene Wenger's Arsenal farewell started in winning fashion as three goals in seven second-half minutes took the game away from West Ham United at Emirates Stadium. Yet the home side had struggled to get going early on, with Laurent Kajelny's off-target header from a corner the best opportunity of a cagey first half. Danny Welbeck went close from 20 yards and scuffed a shot wide from slightly closer in, but David Ospina had to be alert at the other end as the visitors looked to play on the break. Worse, Mo Eldeny was stretched off with an ankle injury. Second half... The Gunners upped the tempo after the break and took the lead when Nacho Monreal rifled home his sixth goal of the season. West Ham battled back and drew level with a strike from Marco Anortovic, but from then on, Arsenal were on the front foot as Granit Xhaka and Welbeck forced fine saves from Joe Hart. It was Aaron Ramsey who beat the England goalkeeper with a slice of fortune when Declan Rice left a cross and the ball evaded everyone to bounce in, before a well-taken double from Alexandre Lacazette sealed the victory. Apart from the small photograph of Arsene Wenger under the scoreline, there are seven photographs with this report. The full-page photo has the caption, Danny attempts some Lacar leapfrog after the Frenchman had scored the crucial third goal. The captions of the other six Clockwise from top left are Danny Welbeck lets fly. Nacho Monreal opens the scoring and celebrates his sixth goal of the season. No one can get a touch on Aaron Ramsey's cross as the ball drifts in and the Welshman looks sheepish. Alex Lacazette fires home the fourth late on. Using the power of the Arsenal name to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community. Yesterday we had some football coaching from at AFC community at our football pitch for some local kids. Gunnosaurus even came along and went in goal. Thanks to the at AFC community coaches for a great day. Where are they now? Aliki Jacopoulos. When were you first involved with an Arsenal in the community project? With Arsenal Double Club in 2009, Wallace studied French and Spanish A-levels. A group of us would go out to a local primary school and use the resources to teach French or Spanish. What was your role? To teach part of the booklet available for beginner French and Spanish to the school. Doing that made me realise I enjoyed teaching, and made me consider becoming a teacher myself. What are you doing now? I am a modern languages teacher at Whitefriars School in Harrow. 
the pupils are about to start the Arsenal Double Club Spanish programme after having enjoyed taking part in the World Cup competition. How did your previous involvement help you in your current role? My involvement with the programme enabled me to realise how much I enjoyed teaching others, particularly languages. I wanted to pass on my enthusiasm for language learning, so after becoming a teacher, I thought of Arsenal Double Club again and figured the pupils at my school would really benefit from such an experience. Combining languages with football and other activities would be a great opportunity for them. Overall, both experiences have been extremely useful to me and my pupils. School pupils learning Spanish with Arsenal Double Club. For more than a decade, Arsenal in the community has supported over 600 schools to inspire pupils to learn Spanish in partnership with the Spanish Embassy's Education Office. Here are just some of the initiatives that Arsenal Double Club has delivered to make learning Spanish fun for everyone. Preparing for GCSE speaking exams with Arsenal. Year 10 pupils from Skinner's Academy in Hackney are warming up for their GCSE speaking exams in Spanish by attending weekly conversation classes with Spanish-speaking Arsenal employees from departments including Arsenal in the Community, Travel, Business Strategy, Human Resources and Marketing. The staff support the students by mirroring what they will face when they take their GCSE exams for real with an Arsenal twist, of course. Bellerin visits Sacred Heart Primary School. On the verge of breaking into the first team, a young Spanish right-back named Hector Bellerin visited an Arsenal double club session at Sacred Heart Primary School in Islington to help celebrate the European Day of Languages, which falls on September 26th each year. Hector practiced some useful phrases in Spanish in the classroom, using Arsenal-themed learning materials, before heading out to the playground for some fun Spanish football games. Year 5 pupil Alexandra said, Hector inspired me a lot. Some of the most memorable advice he gave me was to never give up on my dreams. Try to learn as many languages as possible and make lots of friends, because someday you will need them. Arsenal supports Holy Trinity Primary School trip to Madrid. Holy Trinity Primary School in Hackney took a group of 16 Year 5 pupils to Madrid and asked Arsenal Double Club along to enhance the experience. Before flying out to the Spanish capital, the pupils stayed behind after school for a series of extra Spanish lessons with Arsenal Double Club. One of the highlights took place at the home of Real Madrid, El Santiago Bernabeu, where they were invited onto the pitch to meet head groundsman Paul Burgess, formerly of Arsenal. The trip was made possible by the generous support of the Hackney Learning Trust and the Arsenal Foundation, a summer treat for primary and secondary pupils. Sign up to use our new beginners level resources. They're a great way to introduce pupils to a new language or reinforce existing knowledge and keep them motivated, especially in the summer months. The activities have been designed for beginners or learners with a low level, regardless of their age.
The materials are suitable for boys and girls and require no prior knowledge of Arsenal or football. There is also a range of online resources featuring first-team players including David Ospina, Hector Bellerin and Nacho Monreal. For more information and for other languages, visit www.arsenaldoubleclub.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at AFC Double Club. The visitors. Atletico Madrid are hungry for a third UEFA Europa League crown. The Spanish club won the trophy in 2010 and 2012 and have their sights set on matching Sevilla's three successes since the competition was rebranded in 2009. Atletico began this European campaign in the Champions League, but the team that reached the final of that competition in 2014 and 2016 were unable to progress from a group containing Chelsea, Roma and Azerbaijani debutants Quarenbach, winning just one game and picking up only seven points. It was only the second time that Atletico have ever failed to get through a Champions League group in eight attempts, but the bad news for Arsenal is that on the only previous occasion that they did so, in 2009-2010, they went on to win the inaugural Europa League, defeating Roy Hodgson's Fulham 2-1 in the Hamburg final. They also overcame English opposition in the semi-final that season thanks to an away goal's extra-time success against Liverpool. Because of the club's recent Champions League exploits, they also reached the quarter-finals in 2014-2015 and semi-finals last season. Most of their players are very familiar, as of course is manager Diego Simeone. Unquestionably one of the top European clubs in the past decade, Atletico's two Europa League triumphs and two Champions League finals have been supplemented by one victory apiece in La Liga 2013-14 and the Copa del Rey 2012-13. This season they appear destined to finish second or third behind Barcelona in the Spanish title race, which means that, unlike Arsenal, they will qualify for next season's Champion League's group stage via their domestic league position. There's no bonus to winning this season's Europa League other than the pride and joy of lifting the trophy itself. In the three rounds of the Europa League they've come through to date, Atletico have lived up to their billing as favourites. They beat Danish champions FC Copenhagen 5-1 on aggregate, 4-1 away, 1-0 at home, before overwhelming Russian league leaders Lokomotiv Moscow 8-1 over the two legs, 3-0 in Madrid, 5-1 in Moscow. Sporting Lisbon proved a much tougher nut to crack in the quarter-finals, but a 2-0 home win provided Simeone's men with sufficient first-leg protection to survive their first European defeat in 10 matches, 1-0 in the return. This will be Atletico's third visit to England in a little over a year. They drew 1-1 at Leicester in last season's Champion League quarter-final and posted the same score in this season's group stage at Stamford Bridge, where they won 3-1 to reach the 2014 Champions League final. With a solid defence, a versatile midfield and a powerful attack, Atletico will be confident of taking a positive result back to their new stadium for next week's second leg. A brief history. Founded, 1903. Stadium, Wanda Metropolitano. 
Capacity, 68,000. Manager, Diego Simeone. Nicknames, Los Roggi Blancos, The Red and Whites, Los Colchineros, The Mattress Makers, Los Indios, The Indians. Record Appearance Maker, Adelardo, 551. Record Goal Scorer, Luis Aragones, 173. The squad, number 13, Jan Oblak, goalkeeper, born Sofia Loca, Slovenia, 7th of January 1993. Previously, Olympia Ljubljana, Benfica, Biaramar, loan, Olhanense, loan, Unayo Leria, loan, Rio Ave, loan, European Game Stroke Goals, all clubs, 41, stroke 0. Info. Among the finest goalkeepers in the world, the Slovenian international has been Atletico's first choice for the past three years. Number 25, Axel Werner, goalkeeper, born Rafaela, Argentina, 28th of February 1996. Previously, Atletico Rafaela, Boca Juniors, loan, European Games, stroke goals, 2 stroke 0. Info, signed by Atletico in 2016 but loaned back to Boca Juniors for a season. The 22-year-old made his Atletico debut last month, starting both Europa League round of 16 games against Lotomotiv Moscow. Number 20. Juan Fran. Defender. Born. Crevelent, Spain. 9th of January, 1985. Previously, Real Madrid. Espanyol, loan. Osasuna. European game, stroke goals. 81 stroke 2. Info. The experienced right back has been an Atletico player since 2011 when he arrived from Osasuna. Once of City rivals Real, he missed a decisive penalty against them in the 2016 Champions League final shootout. Number 16. Sime Fesalko. Defender. Born Rekia, Croatia. 10th of January 1992. Previously, Dinamo Zagreb. Lokomotiva Zagreb, loan, Genoa, Sassulu, European Game Stroke Goals, 31 Stroke Zero, Info, a full-back who can play on either flank. He is a Croatia international with 34 caps who joined Atletico from Italian club Sassulu in 2016, signing a five-year contract. Number 15, Stefan Savic, defender, born Mojkovac, Montenegro, 8th of January 1991. Previously, BSK Borca, Partizan Belgrade, Manchester City, Fiorentina. European Game Stroke Goals, 44 Stroke Zero. Info, the Montenegro International won the Premier League with Manchester City in 2011-12, but left after just one season for Fiorentina. He's been in and out of the defence this season. Number 24. Jose Maria Jimenez, defender, born Toledo, Uruguay, 20th of January 1995. Previously, Danubio, European Games, stroke goals, 26, stroke zero. Info, a surprise starter for Uruguay against England in the last World Cup when he was only 19. The versatile, rugged central defender has come of age and looks nailed on to partner Diego Godin in Uruguay's backline this summer. Number 19. 
Lucas Hernandez, defender, born Marseille, France, 14th of February 1996. Previously, none. European games, stroke goals, 16, stroke zero. Info, called up last month to make his international debut for France. The 22-year-old defender normally operates in the centre, but he recently deputised for injured left-back Luis Felipe in the quarter-final against Sporting Lisbon. Number 5. Thomas Partey, midfield, born Odumase Krobo, Ghana, 13th of June 1993. Previously, Mallorca, loan, Almeria, loan, European Games, stroke goals, 22, stroke 1. Info, a Ghanaian holding midfielder. He came through the Atletico youth ranks before furthering his football education on loan at Mallorca and Almeria. He has featured regularly this season. Number 6. Koke, midfielder. Born Madrid, Spain, 8th of January 1992. Previously, none. European game, stroke goals, 76, stroke 5. Info, an immovable part of the Atletico furniture for the past eight years. The 26-year-old is a versatile midfielder who has 38 caps for Spain, a figure set to rise this summer. He won the Europa League with Atletico in 2012. Number 23, Vitolo, midfielder, born Las Palmas, Canary Islands, Spain. 2nd of November 1989. Previously, Las Palmas, Sevilla. Las Palmas, loan. European game, stroke goals, 55, stroke 10. Info, a Vetten Europa League campaigner. The midfielder won it three times with Sevilla and is now hoping to emulate ex-gunner Jose Antonio Reyes, who also won the competition with both clubs. Number 8. Sal Ninguez, midfield. Born Aike, Spain, 21st of November 1994. Previously, Rayo Vallecano, loan. European game stroke goals, 50 stroke 11. Info, top scorer at last summer's European Under-21 Championships. The gifted left footer has also gained a reputation for netting important European goals, including at Leicester City and Chelsea in the Champions League. Number 26. Juan Moreno, midfielder, born Mostoles, Spain, 11th of May 1997. Previously, none. European game stroke goals, 0 stroke 0. Info. Officially affiliated to Atletico's B-side, the 20-year-old winger has been earmarked as a future star. Born in the Madrid suburbs, he signed for the club as a schoolboy and is eagerly awaiting the opportunity to show what he can do. Number 11. Angel Correa. Forward. Bomb Rosario, Argentina. 9th of March 1995. Previously, San Lorenzo. European game, stroke goals, 26, stroke 2. Info, often used as a substitute during his first two seasons at Atletico. The Argentinian international forward has increased his involvement this term and started each of the club's first five Europa League games, all of them victories. Number 18, Diego Costa, forward. Born Legato, Brazil, 7th of October 1988. Previously, Braga, Penafiel, loan, Atletico Madrid, Braga, loan, Celta Vigo, loan, Albacete, loan, Valladolid, 
Atletico Madrid, Real Vallecano, loan, European game stroke goals, 40 stroke 15. Info, a familiar face to English fans. The abrasive Brazil-born Spain international is now in his third spell at Atletico. Number 9, Fernando Torres, forward, born Fuenlabrada, Spain, 30th of March 1984. Previously, Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Chelsea, AC Milan. European game stroke goals, 108 stroke 35. Info, another striker who returned to Atletico after a spell in England. The former Liverpool and Chelsea striker is set to bid farewell to his boyhood club for good at the end of this season. Number 21, Kevin Gamiero, forward, born Senlis, France, 9th of May 1987. Previously, Strasbourg, Lorient, PSG, Sevilla, European Game Stroke Goals, 69 Stroke 28. Info, one of several Atletico players who have won this trophy. The striker won a hat-trick of titles with Sevilla, scoring the winning penalty in the 2014 final shootout against Benfica and a goal against Liverpool in 2016. In focus, Gabi, midfielder, born Madrid, Spain, 10th of July 1983. Previously, Atletico Madrid, Getafe, loan, Real Zaragoza, European Games, stroke goals, all clubs, 78, stroke 1. Info, a key figure in Atletico's recent success at home and abroad. Gabi is a graduate of the club's youth development scheme. Although he has never represented Spain at senior level, the 34-year-old defensive midfielder has acquired legendary status as the on-field leader of Diego Simeone's team. Since returning to the club in 2011 after a four-year spell at Zaragoza, which included relegation and promotion in successive seasons, he has inspired Atletico to a succession of famous victories, lifting the Europa League trophy at the end of his first season and then leading the side to La Liga glory two years later. Diego Godin, defender, born Rosario, Uruguay, 16th of February 1986. Previously, Cerro, Nacional, Villarreal, European Game Stroke Goals, 90 Stroke 5. Info, widely recognised as one of the best central defenders in the game. The long-serving Uruguay international, who has 116 caps and counting, has been a rock in Atletico's back four for the past eight seasons. Signed in 2010 after three years with Villarreal, he's been the main pillar in a defence that has come to be acknowledged as one of the toughest to break down in Europe. The 32-year-old's aerial strength is supplemented by an innate ability to be in the right place at the right time to make important blocks, interceptions and clearances. He is set to appear in his third World Cup for Uruguay this summer. Antoine Griezmann, forward. Born Macron, France, 21st of March 1991. Previously, Real Sociedad, European Games, stroke goals, 53, stroke 21. Info, the top scorer and player of the tournament in Euro 2016, where he found the net six times to help host France to the final. The pacey 27-year-old left-footer is considered to be one of the most dangerous strikers in world football, a reputation he will be eager to strengthen for Les Bleus in Russia this summer. 
Although born in France, he spent his entire career in Spain after joining Real Sociedad at the age of 14, and once he graduated to the senior side, he scored 50 goals in 201 appearances. This is his fourth season at Atletico, and every one of them has bought goals galore, although as yet the only silverware he's won is the 2014 Spanish Super Cup. He has been in particularly prolific form since the turn of the year. The manager, Diego Simeone, born April 28, 1970. Games, 371. Previously, Racing Club, 2006. Estuantes, 2006-2007. River Plate, 2007-2008. San Lorenzo, 2009-2010. Catania, 2011. Racing Club, 2011. One of the most coveted coaches in the game, Simeone has been in charge of Atletico since December 2011, winning five trophies, including the 2011-12 Europa League, as well as steering them to two Champion League finals. Formerly a tough midfielder, he had two spells at Atletico as a player, winning the double in 1995-96. He played twice against Arsenal in the Champions League with Lazio where he also won the double, 1999-2000. He was capped 106 times by Argentina, 1998-2002, winning two Copa Americas and playing in three World Cup. The Breakdown, Scouting Report. Atletico's tough tackling and hard graft will make it tricky for the Gunners. Atletico Madrid are now regarded as one of Europe's strongest clubs, but until the appointment of Diego Simeone in 2011, they were regarded as a fallen giant in Spain, having spent two seasons in the Segunda Division earlier this century. Former Atleti midfielder Simeone, however, sparked a remarkable transformation, and Atleti have since won La Liga, the Europa League and the Copa del Rey, on top of reaching two Champions League finals. Simeone's work has been particularly notable because his philosophy is the antithesis of the usual playing style found in Spanish football. Atletico's 2013-14 title triumph was sealed despite the club averaging less than 50% of possession, unheard of in La Liga, and they seeing a similar amount of the ball this season. Instead, Atletico excel in terms of tackling, having made by far the most tackles in the Spanish top flight this season. Simeone's side can press high, stand off in their own half, or take an extremely deep block, but they're organised, compact and cohesive. Their defensive record is remarkable. They're conceding less than a goal every two games in La Liga. That's partly thanks to their outstanding goalkeeper, Jan Oblak, although the back four is as well drilled as any side in Europe. Diego Godin remains their defensive leader and is a huge aerial weapon in both penalty boxes. His usual partner, Stefan Savic, who has improved hugely since his Man City days, is also excellent in the air and quicker than Godin on the ground. Right back, Juan Fran, is a proper full-back, mixing tough tackling with sporadic darts into attack. Left-sided Felipe Luis is out for the season, so Lucas Hernandez, who's naturally more of a centre-back, should play there tonight. Further forward, Atletico are tactically flexible, but lack depth in midfield following the departures of Nicolas Gaetan, Augusto Fernandez, and winger Yannick Ferreira Carrasso to China in January. 
Here, the midfield should be anchored by Captain Garby, a tough-tackling, no-nonsense defensive midfielder with all-rounder Saul Ninguez alongside him. Koke is the side's creative force and is capable of playing centrally, although is more likely to play wider, staying tight to the central midfielders rather than hugging the touchlines. One of Angel Correa and Vitolo will provide more counter-attacking threat. Simeone continues to play a system resembling 4-4-2, although Atletico's forwards are so efficient at dropping deep without possession to keep the side compact that it could almost be considered a 4-4-2-0, the front two acting as midfielders without possession. Anton Griezmann is the star, a good all-round forward who can lead the line or play a little deeper. The latter is more likely here, with the familiar figure of Diego Costa, if he's fit, prowling the channels on the break. Fan favourite Fernando Torres is another option and can play a hard-working role, and Kevin Gamiero is a clever finisher. Atletico will focus on keeping it tight at the back and hit Arsenal on the counter-attack. The visitors, did you know? Atletico's Wanda Metropolitano combines the new and the old. Wonder Group is an investment firm that owns shares in the club, while Metropolitano was the name of the club stadium before the Vincente Calderon. During Atletico's first ever season in La Liga, 1928-29, they were managed by Fred Pentland from Wolverhampton. Atletico's nickname, Los Cochoneros, the mattress makers, was coined because the stripes on their shirts are the same colours as traditional mattresses. Last time we met, 2009, Emirates Cup, 1st of August 2009, Arsenal 2, Arshavin 86, 90, Atletico Madrid, Pacheco 88, Arsenal, Manoni, Sagna, Gallas, Giorno, Ebue, Clichy 46, Rossiki, Wilshire 46, Danilson, Ramsey, Fabregas 66, Traore, Merida, 46, Van Persie, Eduardo, 66, Bentner, Arshavin, 66. Subs not used, Song, Silvestre, Watt, Szczesny. Atletico, Asenjo, Haitinga, Garcia, Jurado, 69, Juanito, Gominguez, Cabrera, 55, Aguero, Pacheo, 53, Asuncao, Ujfaluzi, Reyes, Santana, 69, Sinama Pongello, Maxi, 40, Forlan, Pastan, 72, Subs not used, Valera, Lopez, Simayo, Pereira, De Hoy. Quick stats, last five La Liga finishes, 2012-13, 3rd, 2013-14, 1st, 2014-15, 3rd, 2015-16, 3rd, 2016-17-3rd. European pedigree, 1961-62, Cup winners, Cup winners. 1973-74, European Cup runners-up. 2009-10, Europa League winner. 2011-12, Europa League winner. 2013-14, Champions League runners-up. 2015-16, Champions League runners-up. Last five main sponsors, Rixos Hotel, Hawaii, Azerbaijan Land of Fire, Baku 2015, plus 500. The visitors, Memory Lane, 1, 
Four players previously from the Premier League were involved for Atletico when they played the Gunners in the 2009 Emirates Cup. So where are they now? Ex-Gunner Jose Antonio Reyes now plays for Cordoba in the Spanish Second Division, while ex-Liverpool winger Florian Sinama Pongola is at Chiant Hornbill in Thailand. Two. The other two have links with Manchester United. Striker Diego Forlan is still playing, age 38, for Kitchi FC in Hong Kong, while David De Hoy, who was an unused substitute that day, is still at the Red Devils. The run, 80. Atletico have spent 80 seasons in La Liga. Only Real Madrid, Barcelona, Athletic Bilbao, all 86. Valencia and Espanyol, both 82, have racked up more. Arsenal, overall record versus Spanish clubs in Europe. Champions League, won 9, drawn 6, lost 12. Other European competitions, won 1, drawn 0, lost 3. Words by Michael Cock and Mike Hammond. That sums it all up. 20 years since Arsene Wenger's team won Arsenal's second double, the matchday programme recalls the stories that surrounded the 1997-98 season. Actor Paul Kay is one of Arsenal's most passionate supporters. The season ticket holder recently starred in Game of Thrones, but back in the 1990s he was best known for playing anarchic TV reporter Dennis Pennis. He recalls a very special season. What were you doing in 1997? I'd just killed Dennis Pennis off, but shamelessly kept dyeing my hair red so I could still walk into pubs and get drinks bought for me. I'd spent 1976 to 1991 standing on the North Bank, but I hadn't been going regularly since the debenture scheme came in. Then, in the summer of 1997... I was contacted by Arsenal to see if I'd like to contribute to Lee Dixon's testimonial brochure. Of course I said yes, and then a few weeks later, out of the blue, I got a phone call from Lee himself to say thank you. I was pretty starstruck, but having been asking cheeky questions for a living, I thought nothing of asking him if he knew of any season tickets I might be able to get my hands on. Lee put me in touch with a lovely lady at the Highbury ticket office, and I managed to nab two seats in the West Upper that had been reserved for FIFA. Unbelievable, really. What was your impression of Arsene Wenger? I liked him straight away because he felt rather exotic, but of course I had no inkling as to the nirvana he was about to lead us all into. It was quite an unsettling time, and deep down I still missed George Graham. But we did have a legendary back four... Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp, so things weren't too shabby. The standout moment I remember from that 96-97 season was watching Patrick Vieira's debut against Sheffield Wednesday down the pub and thinking, this kid looks all right. And also, the 3-1 win against Spurs, with that superb third goal from the Dennis, complete with equally superb knee-slide celebration. What did you think of the Mark Overmars and Emmanuel Petit signings? Overmars was such a class act, 
full of pace, industry and guile. He always hit his shots low and hard to the bottom left-hand corner, and even if the goalkeeper knew precisely what he was about to do, he'd never get down quick enough to save it. Petit was a former defender, and in his first season as a midfielder, he won the double for Arsenal and the World Cup for France. Not bad going, really. I saw him up my road once, and he was wearing a pale blue leather safari suit. The less said about that, the better. Ian Wright broke Cliff Baston's club record early that season. That is one of my all-time favourite Highbury moments. It was hilarious when he pulled up his shirt to reveal 179 just done it on his vest, when in actual fact he'd just scored goal number 178. So he simply went and banged in another one. He was like the kid in the playground who was so much better than everybody else. We went on a staggering run post-Christmas. What was the secret to Arsenal's success? The defining feature of that season for me was watching Dennis Bergkamp in the centre circle, threading the ball through to Nicola Anelka, and nine times out of ten he'd score. There was no catching the Welk, as we called him. There was a moment in that amazing 3-2 win over United when Ray Parler chased down a ball near our touchline and won back possession. I'll never forget the roar that earned from the crowd. Ray was one of the unsung heroes that season. That match had the same scoring pattern as the 1979 FA Cup final. We went two up. Teddy Sheringham got two goals back. Then David Platt won it late on. The game against Derby on April the 14th was memorable for me as I got to partake in a penalty competition on the pitch before the game in front of the North Bank. My dad was sat in the North Bank watching, and I banged in a couple against Stuart Taylor before hitting the bar with my final spot kick. The game itself was really tense, with Petit scoring the only goal just before half-time. Before that, we won 1-0 at United. Where were you that day? I got a job working in San Diego for a few weeks, and I'd driven to Mexico. The internet wasn't everywhere like it is today, so I wasn't 100% sure when the game was. I trawled through the sports section of USA Today in a bar in Rosarito, hoping I might find it on a sports channel, and then there it was, in tiny print at the bottom of the page. Man United nil, Arsenal won. I didn't even think the game had been played. I drank tequila for three days and couldn't wait to get back to London because the league was definitely on. Everton at home, Tony Adams put through by Steve Bold. I was there that day and I defy anyone to tell me they've witnessed a more poetic moment on a football pitch. Adams had been through so much and to watch him rise again it was courage and glory personified. I remember reading that the last words Tony would say to the team before leaving the Highbury dressing room were It's our stadium, our ball, and we are the Arsenal. I love that. Then we clinched the double with a 2-0 FA Cup final win over Newcastle United. The final was such a gloriously sunny day. There was never a doubt in any of our minds that we weren't going to win that match. When the Arsenal end sang the Vieira song just before the national anthem, it was the loudest song I'd ever heard an Arsenal crowd sing. It was deafening. That night, we went to a little club on Wardour Street. 
We were moaning that it was highly unlikely we'd find any miserable Newcastle fans in there to torment, but as luck would have it, we bumped into Ant and Deck on the dance floor. They didn't stay long. You've said before that 1997-98 to is your favourite season. Why? There was a genuine feeling of magic in the air, you know. I'd experienced 71, 89 and 91, but in 1998 we became double winners, playing a style of football that was beyond my wildest dreams. To top it all off, I'd met David Seaman at the Comedy Awards a couple of months before the end of the season and we'd swapped numbers. The day after we won the double, I was filming with Matt Lucas. We got drunk and decided to ring Seaman at 3am to serenade him with Arsenal songs. It summed up that miraculous season that David didn't slam the phone down as you might expect, but instead proceeded to sing his heart out with us. After breaking through in 1997-98, to Anelka won the PFA Young Player of the Year the next season. Paul played an Arsenal fan in the 2008 film Cass. Paul used to work as a graphic designer for Tottenham and claimed to have weaved in subtle Arsenal references to his work. Arsenal first team squad, 1997-98 to 1. David Seaman 2. Lee Dixon 3. Nigel Winterburn 4. Patrick Vieira 5. Steve Bold 6. Tony Adams 7. David Platt 8. Ian Wright 9. Nicola Anelka 10. Dennis Bergkamp 11. Mark Overmars 12. Christopher Ray 13. Alex Manninger 14. Martin Kuhn 15. Ray Parler 17. Emmanuel Petit 18. Gilles Grimandi 19. Remy Gard 20. Matthew Upson 21. Louis Boa Morte 22. Ian Selly 23. Alberto Mendes 25. Scott Marshall 26. Vince Bartram 27. Paul Shaw 28. Stephen Hughes 29. Glenn Helder 30. Gavin McGowan 31. Chris Kiwamia 32. Isaiah Rankin 33. Michael Black 34. Jason Crow. Pressure points. In the words of Arsene Wenger, the glare has never been stronger. So, we asked the Arsenal stars about pressure situations on and off the pitch. Seat Kolasinac. In which Arsenal match did you feel under most pressure? That was against Tottenham. I felt the pressure in that game because of the excitement and anticipation before the game. In which non-Arsenal game did you feel most pressure? That has to be Schalke against Dortmund. It's similar because it's a big derby too, and again, a week before the game, you could feel the tension ahead of the game. In the last training session before the game, you'd have thousands of fans watching and getting you up for the match. Are you someone who needs to feel a bit of pressure to perform? 
Yeah, I think pressure belongs to the job, so it's important to be able to cope with that and make it into a positive. Pressure doesn't have to be just negative. You can use it in a positive way too. What techniques do you have to alleviate pressure before a game? I listen to music before every game and try to relax by doing that. Have you ever buckled under pressure? What happened? Well, there are phases in football where things may not be going so well and then you have to cope with the pressure. When you're young, you have to learn to deal with that. What is the most pressured part of a match day for you? Maybe when you're 1-0 up with a few minutes left in the game. You'll try to be clever with time then, because one mistake at that time can lead to the opposition scoring an equaliser. You feel pressure then, but the older you get, the better you deal with it. Arsenal are winning a cup final 1-0 with five minutes to go, but you're unable to play. How stressed would you be? Those five minutes would feel like a long time. Every mistake can be decisive, so it would be a nervous time for anyone watching. There's a striker bearing down on goal. Who do you want making the last-ditch tackle? Good question. I would pick Nacho, I think. The opposition have a last-minute penalty. Who do you want in goal? I'll say Manuel Neuer, although David Ospina is very good at saving penalties too. Your team have a penalty to win the Premier League in the last minute. Who do you want taking it? I'll go with Granite. He takes them well with that shaka-boom style. Which people watching in the crowd make you feel under pressure, now or when you are younger? As you get older, you acclimatise to playing in full stadiums. You block out the crowd, so it's not really important to me who's watching or how full the stadium is. Your agent says there's a small speaking role in a blockbuster new film. Do you take it? No, not for me. I don't really like being in front of camera even for interviews, so it's a no. It's your driving test again. Do you pass it? What are you worried about? I think the trickiest bit has been driving on the other side of the road. I'd have a few worries about the test. At the start I was a bit nervous about driving here, but I've now become used to it. You're on I'm a Celebrity. What kind of challenges would you fear the most? I watch that programme a lot in Germany, and I think the only things that would bother me a bit would be the weird things you have to eat. Everything else? No problem. You're in a karaoke bar. Everyone has sung, and now it's your turn. What would you sing, and would anyone want to listen to you? I've got to say my voice isn't that good, but I'd go for something German. There are a few songs I could pick where having a good voice wouldn't be that important. You've lost your phone. How much pressure do you feel? How would you feel if you were told it couldn't be replaced for a week? I'd feel a lot of pressure. You can update your phone to make sure all your data is stored on your laptop, so I'd get everything back from there and then buy myself a new phone as soon as possible. You have dinner guests arriving in 30 minutes and nothing's prepared. 
Could you cook a meal? What would it be? No, but I have an app called Uber Eats, so I'd get something from there. No kidding. I'd probably just put a pizza in the oven. My Arsenal! We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Today's account comes from Jack Springford, 27, lives in Harefield, Uxbridge, maintenance manager. Why Arsenal? My granddad came from a large family in East London, all of who supported West Ham. He broke the mould and supported Arsenal. How do you feel when you approach the ground? I still get the same feeling of nerve stroke excitement I did the first time I went. I feel 10 years old all over again. What do you do post-match? A walk to Highbury and Islington Station via a pub if we win. Straight on the train at Arsenal if we lose. Favourite memorabilia. I have a piece of Highbury turf in a keyring from 2006. What's the most obscure piece of memorabilia you own? I have a polystyrene cup with the old VCC crest on. I have no idea where it came from. Do you collect programmes? I have a loft full. Back to 1995-96. Favourite Arsenal shirt? The gold away shirt from 2001-2002. I rarely took that shirt off. All-time favourite player? Dennis Bergkamp. He was incredible. Always a step ahead of everyone else on the pitch. Do you have a cult hero? Philippe Senderos. He wasn't the greatest of players, but always gave 100%. Also, the man speaks five languages. Unheard of for a footballer. Best Arsenal goal you've ever seen live. Podolski v West Ham. It nearly broke the net. Absolute screamer. Best debut performance? Jermaine Pennant's Premier League debut was pretty special. Scoring a hat-trick is every kid's dream. Which current player would you most like to go for dinner? Per Mertesacker. He seems a down-to-earth guy. I'd like to ask about his plans for the academy. You could erase one Arsenal moment from history. Jens Lehmann's sending off in the Champions League final. We would have won that game. You could be present at any Arsenal match in history. Anfield 89, to be a part of the celebrations behind the goal. If you could watch Arsenal play any club side in history. The Arsenal 1997-98 double winners. It would be interesting to see who would come out on top. If you could play in any Arsenal team. Which would it be and who would you replace? The Champions League final team. I'd replace Jens and make sure I wasn't sent off. Fans 5. 1. First Arsenal game. Away to Man United in 2001 when we lost 6-1. Not the best experience. 2. Favourite Arsenal game. 5-4 away at Tottenham. That game had everything. 3. Match day routine before kickoff. A pie, mash and gravy followed by a pint. Then a swift walk to the ground. Four, favourite place to eat before a game. 
Pieberry Corner. Pies, pints and music. What more could you want? 5. Favourite away ground and why? Tottenham, purely for that Derby Day atmosphere. Teams, Arsenal. Manager, Arsene Wenger. Strip, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts, red and white socks. Number four, Per Mertesacker. Number six, Laurent Koscielny. Number eight, Aaron Ramsey. Number nine, Alexandre Lacazette. Number ten, Jack Wilshire. Number eleven, Mesut Ozil. Number thirteen, David Ospina, goalkeeper. Number fourteen, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Number sixteen, Rob Holding. Number seventeen, Alex Iwobi. Number eighteen, Nacho Monreal. Number nineteen, Santi Cazorla. Number twenty, Shokran Mustafi. Number twenty-one, Callum Chambers. Number twenty-three, Danny Welbeck. Number twenty-four, Hector Bellerin. Number twenty-seven, Konstantinos Mavropanos. Number twenty-nine, Granit Zaka. Number thirty, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Number thirty-one, Sayed Kosalniak. Number thirty-three, Petr Cech, goalkeeper. Number thirty-five, Mohamed El Neni. Number forty-three, Josh da Silva. Number forty-four, Vlad Dragomir. Number forty-seven, Charlie Gilmore. Number fifty, Dean Ilave, goalkeeper. Number fifty-four, Matt Macy. Number sixty-one. Rice Nelson, number sixty-two, Eddie Nicotera, number sixty-three, Jordi Osetutu, number sixty-nine, Joe Willock, number seventy-seven, Enrique Mkhitaryan, Atletico Madrid manager Diego Simeone, strip yellow shirts, dark blue shorts, yellow socks, number two Diego Godin, number three Felipe Luis, number five. Thomas Partey, number six, Coquet, number seven, Antoine Griezmann, number eight, Saul Niguez, number nine, Fernando Torres, number eleven, Angel Correa, number thirteen, Jan Oblak, goalkeeper, number fourteen, Gabi, number fifteen, Stefan Savic, number sixteen, Sime Ferzalchko. 18. Diego Costa 19. Lucas Hernandez 20. Juan Fran 21. Kevin Gamero 23. Vitulu 24. Jose Maria Jimenez 25. Axel Werner, goalkeeper 26. Juan Moreno 27. Kaidi Barre 29. Sergi 30. Roberto Olave. 45. Carlos Isaac. 46. Antonio Montoro. 53. Alessandro dos Santos, goalkeeper. Officials from France. Referee Clement Turpin. Assistant referees Nicolas Dandos, Cyril Gringori. Additional assistants Rudy Bouquet, Nicolas Rainville. Fourth official. Hicham Zakrani.
Tonight's other fixture. 8.05pm Marseille versus RB Salzburg. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Hello, this is Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday programme. Arsenal Junior Membership 2017-18 Always ahead of the game Become a Junior Gunner today Awesome competitions Cool membership pack Chances to meet your heroes Join now Alwaysaheadofthegame.com Forward slash Junior Step left Premier League. Download the official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and get the latest Premier League news. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. We are the Arsenal. New 1718 kits. ArsenalDirect.com. Free £10 voucher with every order. Note terms and conditions apply.